Hello, hello. Join Sarah and I this week as we break down our favorite conspiracy theories, what terrorism actually means, Ford's fuck up part one, and Sarah learns that I'm old. <laughs> Remember, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Play. Enjoy. See you all next week. god no it's the funniest clip it's just it's so funny because you are what like eight years younger than me that some of the references you're just not gonna (laughs) and some of your references yo wait hold up hold up you're eight years older than me yeah because wait how old are you 20 right yeah yeah 28 i thought you were 21 (laughs) girl i wish no wow that was a long time ago oh my god you're a straight up millennial and i'm a gen z i'm a baby yeah yeah that's (laughs) oh man it's it's so much fun though talking to people this young because most times they don't even realize i'm younger than them um but also it's just perspective it's just so fascinating listening to people with a different perspective like you guys literally grew up on the internet i have no idea what that feels like it's fucking insane (laughs) i'm telling you that right now i know (laughs) (laughs) oh good lord okay now that we got a little preamble going on jesus (laughs) now that I wish I wish you guys could see Sarah's face with this reveal. Um, I didn't realize it was going to be this much of a reveal, so <laughs> I'm going to keep it in for the pod now because <laughs> I, I love your that. reaction. Oh man, that is funny. Yeah, guys, I'm a I'm a grandma, according to most. <laughs> Me? What the fuck is this allowed? <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Whew. Oh man. Hi, Fanshawe College. This is Ilhan Adin, and I'm the multimedia reporter. Welcome to the podcast. So, of course, as you just heard, um, Sarah had the realization that I am I am not a 21-year-old. Uh, I am, in fact, turning 29. So we have a generational gap between the two of us, and her face I am is priceless. <laughs> when, when, when I was saying these things, I'm like, what, what was it? A few... I have a few podcasts ago, I had said something. I was like, oh, yeah, and as a someone born in 2000, because I expected you were, like, my age or someone born in 1999, so you'd be able to relate. And you were just sitting there, you didn't say anything. So yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> my mind has been <laughs> mindfuck. Oh, my God, that is so funny. Because so many times you would make reference to, like, us being close in age. But I was like, I'll just let it. Like, who cares? It's fine. It's funny. And then I was just waiting to see how long you would... At, like how long seven it would enter conversation seven as it normally podcasts. does <laughs> seven podcasts and like six months later hey, hey sarah <laughs> oh yeah. well i'm glad that we can have a great positive start to the podcast because uh That's a i don't know <laughs> oh man i don't know if uh, you've been listening but i'm sure you got a text message this morning yeah i did and i erased it right away it was fun <laughs> I would absolutely love to be a fly in the wall for any meeting Doug Ford is in right now. Like, I would genuinely love to know what is being said in these rooms because I don't understand how that man stood on that podium, podium, excuse me, and said nothing. Like, it, what, you literally said nothing of any sort of help 
Um, you gave no clarifications, no actual understandings. You basically said, actually, Sarah, I'm going to throw it to you. You gave a great example <laughs> of what uh, these restrictions are represented by. So go ahead, Sarah, explain. Quite literally, I went on Twitter about 10 minutes before this podcast started, and I saw someone reference the lockdown as Doug Ford staying stay at home unhappy face to stay at home really unhappy face. <laughs> That's basically, That's basically the difference it. in the two lockdowns right now. Exactly. And I I am in a situation where tonight our lockdown technically is between 7, um, 8 p.m. to 7 a.m., similar to Quebec. However, the we are allowed to be outside if it's work related, if you're an essential for essential reasons, you're going to the supermarket or you're going to get gas or something like that. You're walking your dog because nobody wants to live in a house full of shit. So understandably, you want to take your animals outside. However, how are they supposed to prove this? Like, is it just kind of like good faith if I'm walking? I heard, not I heard, I read that there was going to be an increase um, of officers, not necessarily like police officers, but officers specific to COVID-related stuff um, roaming the streets. And I'm like, how are you to prove that you are supposed to be outside aside from your word? Like, that's the thing I don't understand. Because if I'm outside past 8 p.m. and I get stopped... I know I'm, I'm doing something school related. I have a literal project that I'm doing today with someone and I'm keep thinking, what am I going to do if I get stopped? And now, <laughs> Sarah, mm-hmm. did you understandably, you just started school. I had, I, we started a week earlier than you. However, these restrictions changed a lot of things. Did you receive an email from your institution in regards to uh, what to expect this semester with the, uh, Ford's new new restrictions? Let me ask you, do you think Western did? <laughs> I, I think, actually, I think Western probably, I think Western didn't say anything. They I did think not they say a word. <laughs> okay, okay, I feel like they would have been like, we're just going to continue like nothing is going on <laughs> as yep. if they have been. Oh my God. They did so they not said say nothing. So wow. I, the extent of what they said was mm-hmm. basically like an Instagram post from the school. <laughs> saying that if you don't need to work at school, then don't. That was Mm. basically directed at the staff who would be there. Mm. So they said, oh, they said the spoke and the wave, which is our cafe would be closed until the end of the (laughs) until the end of the month, I think. Like, great. So I can't even get my fucking chicken Caesar wrap. Wow. (laughs) I'm dying on the inside. Thanks a lot, Western. Man, the spoke, the spoke really was the spot. I miss, I miss the spoke so much. Dude. As somebody who went to Western, it was, it really was the spot. It was my favorite. The bagels, the bagel shop, oh, that bake, the bagels were amazing. That is it still? Is it the spoke and then the wave, the wave. or is it still? Yeah, spoke okay. and wave, spoke and wave. Okay, yeah. perfect. So the spoke is the bagel spot. The wave is yeah. like the more chicken Caesar stuff and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, the oh, the spoke was my favorite. Those bagels were everything. But They're anywho. so good. <laughs> Every morning, cheddar and herb with butter. Mm. And I would mm. go up to the office, and guess what? Can't do that anymore. <laughs> we just went on Uber Eats, and now we can't even get that either. Oh, yeah, because they're closed, too. Mm. Well, here's the thing. Uh, you guys got an Instagram um, notification, I guess. <laughs> and it, what, what's it called? An iOS press release? That's what nowadays people are calling it when they, when they release it on Instagram instead of uh, actually emailing people something. Basically, But yeah. um. <laughs> 
Fanshawe sent us our email about the stay-at-home orders. And similar to Western, not much has changed. They uh, This and that will be closed. Stay at home if you, if you don't have to be at work, that type of stuff. However, <laughs> I don't know if this, this section was created to kind of alleviate some of the frequently asked questions, but I just thought this line in an official document from Fanshawe was hilarious. So, of course, like I said, they gave the regular spiel and then they said the stay-at-home order allows post-secondary institutions to remain open. Here are some key things you should know. Typical things, online classes aren't affected, students, students in blended programs aren't affected. Um, basically, nothing has changed except <clears throat> there is no need for students traveling to or from campus to carry letters of approval. I would love to know. Who thought, one, that that was going to be a thing, two, was that asked enough times that it warranted being put into the email, three, I am terrified that is where we're headed to. See, I, I, I can see Because why else do you even bring it up? I could see people asking that. They could be like, do I need to have like approval saying that I could be on campus to do school shit? Well, for us, we have to always do a COVID screening before even entering campus. And if asked on campus, you're supposed to show them that you did that screening. So Same. technically speaking, that's supposed to be, that's supposed to suffice. But my question is, I'm assuming that part is in regards to doing things outside of campus that is school related. Because I can, obviously on campus, I'm assuming they're not going to ask you for a letter because they'll just ask you, show me your, because uh, they already technically do ask you for the letter on campus. Mm-hmm. or like, show me your screening. But that that part to me is the part that I'm, I'm most concerned about because it seemed the most random part to put in there. And if it's random to me, maybe I'm not paying attention, but I, I just, it's such a weird question to put or a weird thing to put in there if that's not kind of where we're headed. And I feel like I'm putting on my my tinfoil hat on right now and I really don't fucking want to. But I don't know, man. It's such a weird thing to say if that's not a situation we're headed towards because I don't understand how else we're supposed to prove we're doing school-related or essential work if we're out and about aside from campus. Like, I just, I don't get how this is going to work. No, I completely agree with that. Like, yeah. it it seems like an odd thing to put in the email if it wasn't already kind of like forcing you to do actual paperwork. Mm. So (laughs) like Western does the same thing where we're supposed to have the screening done, but they don't actually Mm. ask us for that. I was only asked for it once. And that was when I went to the gym. Mm. Do you think, sorry, go on. No, that's literally like I got asked for it once to go to the gym because it was required to get into the gym to show it. But you're supposed to do it every time. I don't think many people do it every time. I guess this is going back to my original point. There's a lot of things we're supposed to be doing that we're not doing, whether it's people checking in on um, COVID-related restrictions or if it's just, you know, generally wearing the mask outside. There's a lot of things we're all supposed to be doing that nobody's doing that I feel like we're going to be in this this pandemic for another year. Like, I really think 2021 is going to be the year of lockdown again because nobody's staying inside. These restrictions aren't limiting anything, just confusing more people. And everyone's getting very tired of being inside to the point where even if you are somebody like me who loves following the rules, I'm like, "Mm, I'm two seconds to not caring, so. I've hit that point already too. It's gotten to a point where I'm like, look, man, I haven't seen my loved ones in like 
a year and a half. I haven't been able to talk to my friends normally in a year and a half. And realistically, like I saw my sister will be celebrating her second birthday in lockdown. So she'll have been three different ages by the time this lockdown has started. You know, it's funny. I literally saw yesterday a tweet in reference to that where some people, it was funny. I saw two tweets. One person being like, you guys can't do math. <laughs> and then the other tweet explaining just how somebody could have turned an age right before the lockdown. And then it's coming up to another year. And like, they, they explained how it's possible to have made three different ages, age ranges yeah. within, a, um, or to hit three different ages in this lockdown, which, yeah, I can't even speak anymore. I know my brain is done. It's gone. <laughs> and it's only less than a week of school. So I'm sorry for all of that nonsense that you just heard at the beginning because I was trying to make sense of words. But like, hopefully it made sense to you guys. <laughs> I mean, to be completely fair, as I had mentioned to you before, I keep lying to myself. I straight up <laughs> lie to myself. I will go home for Christmas and I'll be like, this mm. is a great break. And then a few days before I'm supposed to go back, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go back. I'm going to learn. It's going to be great. Mm, mm. I come back and then I sit in my bed on the fourth day of school for an hour and a half longer, searching mm. through TikToks, trying to find a great audio to use for a creative TikTok because I am <laughs> done with school. And this is the repetitive mm. cycle. It's been going on for three years and it's going to go on for mm. another year. And I can't wait to get mm. senioritis because it's going to be that much <laughs> oh god senioritis is real i'm just in that space right now because i graduate in april and i just finished writing an article actually about how to how to network online or how to network through online classes um available uh next friday <laughs> but <laughs> um it's <sighs> senioritis just reminds me that this job market is awful coming out of school and i am not, I'm not scared because I'm a very resourceful person, but I'm nervous and I don't like being nervous. I like, I like being stressed just a little bit because it pushes me forward to try something new. And I like the challenge of um, a new project brings, but I, I'm genuinely nervous that just there's no jobs out there that are available to get unless you create it on your own, but that requires an insurmountable more amount of work. And I'm like, I'm just trying to make money. I got student debt that I have to pay, man. <laughs> like, I can't always be just working for free or working for bare minimum just to get my name out there and that type of stuff. But I feel like that's what a lot of us graduates, at least in my field, um, are gonna have to do once we graduate because who's hiring anybody? And none of us can intern because nobody's taking interns either. I'm getting my master's afterwards. That's how I avoid that dilemma. Just... <laughs> See, I, <laughs> I know being in, in school longer is the exact, that, that is what brought me here. That's 10 years of education. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> I'm over it. I was just like, I need to, I need to do something else. I've literally been in post-secondary since I was 18 and I'm turning 28. So, or turning 29 now. So like 10 years, is, I'm done. I need a break. So what was your path? You said you went to Western, and I did not know that. Oh. That's another surprise that I Oh, I swear out. I thought I mentioned it. No. no, no I took. Uh... Were you in MIT Listen, as well? No, no, no. I was psychology, psychology. Okay. Human behavior, it's my favorite thing to understand, because all of us are so weird. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of weird stuff, conspiracy theories. So, of... <laughs> so for those who can't watch, because this is obviously an audio medium, 
homegirl just uh what was it rolled up her sleeves rolled up her sleeves well she is ready to go today okay okay so conspiracy theories i as i mentioned before last week if you guys listened to the introduction uh we were going to discuss some conspiracy theories today hopefully to lighten up the mood unless you're me because i'm bringing some dark stuff but (laughs) oh man so um, I am not a conspiracy nut, but I do think it's important to question things. I think it's always important to be inquisitive, to always seek out uh, more resources than um, in- available to you or more res- resources than presented to you. So you have the chance to weigh out your options, see what information is out there, weigh out the credibility of the sources of information and make sense of something. And obviously in the world that we live in, a lot is hidden from us. So no surprise people are interested in conspiracy theories. What I'm not going to do is waste my time talking about COVID. So let's have some fun. Sarah, what did you bring to the table? What's your COVID related, or COVID related? I just said I wasn't gonna do We're COVID We're not doing that. <laughs> what is your non-COVID related conspiracy theory? So one of my favorite conspiracy theories is actually not what you think it might be. It's not about aliens. It's not about mm-hmm. this. It's because I'm a loser. So I picked this one as <laughs> one of my favorite ones. I don't think William Shakespeare wrote his, wrote his own plays. You know what? That is something that I've heard before, too. But break it down. Go ahead. Tell us about this. If you look at the history of William Shakespeare, you can see that he was not an educated person. And Mm -hmm. being in the 1500s in England, that means you wouldn't be able to write. Yeah. Much less write eloquently, much less write in prose. So what the theory is, is that... So they either he either collaborated with someone who knew how to write and he spoke the plays and obviously like William Shakespeare's plays were written in like bits and he just gave pieces of scripts so there's mm-hmm. so it was only afterwards where it was compiled into one actual play mm-hmm. that we know it of but I think someone either used the name William Shakespeare mm-hmm he stole the plays from someone else when they died Mm. or he wrote with another person who was able to actually write it out for him because Mm. he was not rich enough or educated enough if you look at the facts to be able to Mm. write his own plays you know what's so funny i like i said before i remember hearing this just like offhandedly being like huh and it was the same the same reasoning and i was like interesting and coincidentally it was in a podcast but yeah that is a theory i heard i think twice in my life and both times people explained it similar to how you did where i was like that is very plausible like it's plausible and i very plausible yeah solely because like like i have been in the education system for 17 Mm -hmm. years i can't Mm -hmm. write anything close (laughs) to what that man did and arguably i know how to write I, I, if you I, could just look at my alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just my thing. I don't think he. I don't think he wrote them by himself. From mm. there, I think there's the three plausible theories. The one where he stole the plays, I think, is less plausible. But I think mm. he either got someone to write it for him, or someone used his name in, as a pen name. Um, that's the one that I think actually I should say I believe that. 
I feel like it might be a collective of people. Like it might have started out with him in some capacity, but it grew into a collective. But they just used his name, aka what a celebrity is. But uh, <laughs> what most of our favorite musicians are. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if that was it. Because realistically, think of how it's very hard to be creative on your own in such a grand capacity. It really is. A, it takes a genius in a certain type of um, at a certain level. But that's not to say he couldn't have done it. But yeah, realistically, I feel like it ended up he might have he participated enough to to warrant using his name. But I think the name recognition is what the group decided to be like. Yeah, screw it. Everybody knows him. Let's just keep going with this because yeah, yeah, like, I makes could, sense. I could see it being like a producer kind of role, wherein yeah. like how everyone's like, oh, this is Walt Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. It is mm -hmm. not solely Walt Disney that created Seven Dwarfs. Yep. Snow White in the <laughs> But people don't necessarily think about, oh, the writers, the directors, the animators. You just see Walt Disney splat. It's his movie. Yep. I mm -hmm. can see them in that time being like, William Shakespeare, maybe he got rec recognition because his plays were put on and then he's deciding to write more. So they're mm -hmm. just like, this is his, like, it's his company. So let's just put mm -hmm. it as his name without thinking about like, oh, the directors who would have staged it. Oh, the people that would have helped him write in prose and help him write it, mm -hmm. period. So mm -hmm. Or even edit, just like an yeah. editor. Like there, there has to definitely have been some sort of unit involved. Um, but yeah, to this day, we still never hear of that, which is so funny because you would think it would just be something that somebody would bring up casually in conversation from one of our teachers who taught us about Shakespeare being like, FYI, guys, perhaps this is an option because it just, I never thought about it because truthfully, I don't care about William Shakespeare. Like I, I could not care less to to be like, oh my God, he didn't write it. Oh my God, he wrote, I don't care. Um, I like the work, so I, I care about the work itself, but I don't I don't care about him. So it would have been nice if some somebody just planted that seed earlier in our minds, because that is honestly very interesting. It's now plausible. like I said it is it that's that's what makes it to me the most interesting. That's why I like conspiracy theories. Um the ones sorry, let me rephrase that. Yeah. I like plausible conspiracy theories because truthfully there's a grain of truth in there that makes sense it's not some long-winded out of the blue tinfoil hat you need to open your third eye to understand type of nonsense mm -hmm. it's just logic you know so yeah that was that's very interesting um now mine <laughs> so i've always <laughs> i don't know how to start <laughs> this conversation because it's just a weird weird way to start a conversation hey sarah have you ever been interested in mind control like who <laughs> i don't <laughs> Your face. <laughs> I will, I want to hear where this is going. Oh my god, this is what I mean. There's no normal way to have to start this conversation unless you're speaking with somebody else who's a conspiracy nut. So regardless, mind control, super interesting. You've heard of MK Ultra at least, right? Most people have heard of MK Ultra to some extent. To some extent. The CIA. Yeah. So CIA. It, yeah. Yeah. So it's the CIA experiment that happened in the States that um, there's a lot of conspiracy theories surrounding it. Well, one was about its existence. And now that we know it's actually true, uh, I, I can't 
remember the years exactly, but uh, the states do this thing where at a certain time, typically like 50, 60 years later, they'll release all the information publicly because nobody cares, except this is one of those things that everybody's always cared about. So as the years have progressed, more and more information has been put out publicly uh, just because, and more and more people are making more and more sense about the whole experiment. And it's fascinating because it incorporates Canada and that is where I'm interested in. So okay. what I recommend for you and for anybody listening that would like to understand Canada's participation in the MK Ultra experiments, I recommend uh, CBC's podcast called Brainwashed. Oh, I see you writing it, Sarah. See, I knew my friend recommended it to me. Shout out to you, Esther. And uh, yeah, I've been hooked ever since. It's a fantastic deep dive, excuse me, a fantastic deep dive into the CIA's experiments in mind control from the Cold War and MK Ultra to the so-called War on Terror. And you learn about psychiatrists in Montreal specifically and their participation in the overall experiment and yeah as I said it is fascinating it is sad because you hear about the torment of, of a lot of people mm -hmm. um, but it is very eye-opening to hear just what human beings are capable of in the name of science so yeah highly recommend CBC brainwashed you can find it on uh, if I'm not mistaken mistaken on any audio platform so Spotify Google Play Apple Music Clearly, this sounds like an ad, but... Uh, <laughs> but it is not. <laughs> it's not. I really genuinely enjoyed it. So the the young lady did a... Let me get her name. Let me not call her young lady. Oh. <laughs> but oh, it, it is interesting because I don't know very mm -hmm. much about it, except I knew it was like, oh, the LSD and stuff. And that's the thing. I didn't know. I knew bits and pieces and I've always been interested, but trying to be a rational person, I was like, Ilhan, don't let your head just go wild and run wild with thoughts try and actually understand the research that is there but because i just never had the chance to really do a deep deep dive into it this podcast did all that work so <laughs> so there you it go it really was it really was informative um and yeah highly recommend i think that that really goes into uh, a good understanding of just how people think and as somebody who went to school for psychology i'm always interested in how people think Oh man, yeah, that's that's my favorite one. Speaking of what people think, Sarah, my dear, yeah. <clears throat> now that you're back in school and you're we're all back into these Zoom calls and whatnot, what do you think about the appearance, your appearance on Zoom? Not necessarily your specific appearance, but the idea of appearance on Zoom. I'm always looking at myself. Always. Mm. I mm. like even right now, I look at myself and I'm like so you can see the top half of me. And then mm. I'm wearing biker shorts. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing is that like, sometimes I'll do my makeup just to be mm -hmm. like, feel fancy, feel like I'm back in the office and stuff. I don't mm -hmm. give a fuck. I don't. <laughs> I, like, I just, I genuinely don't care. And no one mm -hmm. is looking at your appearance because you're always looking at yourself. Just straight up because that's the position of the camera too, is that it, especially if it's more than two people, like mm -hmm. you back in square, which is usually right below your camera. So you are only mm -hmm. looking at yourself realistically, unless you're talking, like I look at you because I feel like I'm talking <laughs> to two people, but when it's like a group meeting and there's like 20 yeah. people, I'm only looking at myself. 
And that's the thing I keep finding I do whenever I have my camera on and I'm trying to avoid it because I'm like, I'm trying to make eye contact with the speaker so we can have some sort of non-verbal communications through this computer so we can actually connect as human beings. And I find myself being like, screw all of that. My hair's out of place. I don't like this hat. I should have changed this outfit. And I'm just analyzing all these things about my appearance. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not even paying attention to what's going on. So I turn my camera off. However... All these professors are like, can you please turn on your camera? I don't want to talk to black squares. And I feel bad because it's true. Nobody wants to speak to, to nothing. You're, it's like you're speaking mm -hmm. to a void. You know what I mean? So, of course, some people are going to turn on their camera for that reason. But I'm just like, man, it's, it's so it's different that I think people probably, I would hope by now people would have put out videos or something to just, I don't know, ease, introduce people into how to use Zoom in a human kind of way, if that makes sense. Cause mm -hmm. like, it's not natural to be staring at yourself the entire time in a conversation with someone else. You wouldn't do that yeah. <laughs> in person, you know what I mean? And that allows us to connect as human beings. We can feel each other's energy, but through a computer you can't. So it's just like, I'm. you really, really need to pay attention to nonverbal cues, but I'm like, I wanna look cute too. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanna pay attention to how that is. But speaking of looking cute, so, <laughs> me and my baby shirts I have, <laughs> I have this thing I don't believe that you have to dress up to the nine to to be on a zoom call but I, I put in a little effort like I don't want to see drool on your face take out the sleep from your eyes like it's it just some wash yourself <laughs> you know it's it's not, not over the top you know you don't have to wear makeup that's not a necessity just brush the hair or throw it up in a bun or something like that you know but um I Go, moving into the professional world, because right now we're doing Zoom in school. Now, yes, we're doing Zoom with like work-related stuff and whatnot, but we're not necessarily in the professional world. How do you think it's going to be if this is the new norm? Do you think there are going to be standards that are set in terms of appearance for Zoom? Like you have to have a work-related outfit. You have to look presentable because that's the thing. That's the word. Everyone says look presentable, but what is presentable? To me, presentable is like clean face, so don't have sleep in your eyes, drool, and if personally hair is hair like it's 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 hard to say what is presentable and i don't know i could see it in like a workplace setting like mm -hmm. even still but like, even if you're working from home like you i'm not i'm not expecting you to put on pajamas but like you have to put on this whole show just just to go on camera to be like hi and then to stare at yourself more likely than the yeah. person that you're talking to so it just seems like it, it's it's an interesting place to see where the world is going to shift because I'm hearing more and more people, like I'm reading more and more articles about people complaining about workplace etiquette over Zoom because it's one of those things that like, I'm not putting on makeup. Like, I, no, it's, I shouldn't have to put on makeup just to be on camera so I can talk to, like, it's it's weird. But then at the same time, you wouldn't go to work without makeup because you have to look presentable, right? So it's mm -hmm. just like, what we're really crossing the line between what is our personal space and what is workspace now that we have to work from home. And I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about it either because even when I entered, like I came back to school two days before school started, even when mm -hmm. I entered my house, it didn't feel like home. It felt like work. Yes. Because my absolutely. bed is right there. My desk is right here where I am most of the time. 
Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll go to the living room to work. So even the living room doesn't feel like a break. It feels like I should mm-hmm. be on my computer working. So in that sense, it's it's you're in a mishmash where you're like, at home, I wouldn't need to wear my makeup, which is the physical location where I am. But home is now an office and I'm inclined to. But do I really want to? Do I exactly. want to be wearing those fancy clothes when I'm not going anywhere? But now that home is my office do I have to wear them like it's it's hard because of it's a culture smash yeah and and I'm interested to see the end result because I don't think it should be a free-for-all where it's like I'm at home I'll do whatever I want it's like no let's find a happy medium you know Uh, put on pants if your if your feet are if, if, if it's gonna show I mean, otherwise, biker shorts are fine. <laughs> but like, if if you know, like you know, if you know something's gonna be on camera, the same way that you know you're gonna be in person in front of somebody, just put in that same level of effort to an extent. And everybody's gonna have a different extent because, like, I'm not gonna find. Actually, no, never mind. I'm fully. I fully was gonna be like, I'm not gonna change my background just to have a nice background for Zoom. I fully did that. So, like, I'm not gonna <laughs> say I can't do that. Oh man, but yeah, it's. I guess that's a long-winded way of saying I'm interested to see where the world is going to move towards because I do think staying at home is going to be something that, or working from home, excuse me, is going to be something that's more of a new normal because everyone's seeing that you can do it to an extent. So I feel like the ability to work from home is not going to be something we we easily throw away from COVID. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the work etiquette that's associated with Zoom. So main reason why I brought this up this is either for you, Sarah, to do or any of you wonderful listeners, because I'm I'm just I'm not the one. So <laughs> I made a promise to myself that I'm going to put my camera on in every class just because I like these professors. I know they're really trying and I, I want to engage with them. So I was like, who cares? Put on a fucking minimal makeup. Just do it. So I've been doing it. It's fun. It's nice to interact. And like, it's just nice to see a human being smile at something that you said and just vice versa. Like those nonverbal cues really do help uh, with engagement. But um, I had a thought. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, <laughs> because I put in the effort to look presentable, I was like, how long can I I want to increasingly make myself look less and less presentable until the point somebody calls me out on it. But I don't think anybody would ever call me out on it because I think people are too polite. So I was like, I want to have fun with this. See how gross I can look (laughs) on camera (laughs) before someone's like, Ilhan, please, can you turn off your camera or take care of yourself? See, that's like no one's going to say that because people are going to be like, am I mean for saying that? And that's what makes it funny. And that's exactly why I was just like, somebody has to do something like that. Otherwise, we're going to continuously live in this weird mishmash of cultural clash. Just like you said, where at home is work, but work is home and everything is now the same. So I was like, I feel like it's going to take somebody doing something like that to just be like, okay, we need to set standards. <laughs> it only yeah, please that I could see people calling you out for is if you wore like a costume or something like straight up wore a mickey mouse head and they'd be like what is that's that's distracting like that's distracting if i'm in the middle of class and i see professor student student black screen black screen mickey mouse i'm gonna be like sorry what huh (laughs) well how did this happen even when people put on like those virtual backgrounds i'm like huh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny i watched a video I, I i can't remember if it was vice vox or something it was one of those kind of companies and it was a fun video earlier on in the pandemic about zoom calls similar to the conversation we're having here 
and the guy had a similar idea instead of making himself look disgusting he was like i'm gonna record myself and just put a recording of me on during I the video <laughs> okay so you saw that and he got away with it he got he got he had like what three meetings and in he <laughs> i love the way he thought he's like i'm gonna do it in a one simple meeting where nobody expects me to talk it's easy to get away with that right but then he increasingly did it to meetings where he would have more um more of a of a speaking role so then the videos got more and more complicated and it was hilarious to watch the last one where he was fully like okay i have to give an update on a project i need to anticipate what their responses are going to be and then throw in just an extra little response because like i'm engaging in discussion right and he did and everyone fell for it and i was like what so i can just record myself in class like that's literally what i'm (laughs) about to do right and i was like man that was hilarious i want to find the video so i can recommend people to watch it because it really was funny and it really was uh the amount of it was a lot of work though like it it, i wouldn't put in that much (laughs) no that's the thing it would would take a lot of work and then you actually have to actively guess how long the meeting's going to be and when people are going to say things because if you just blurt something out randomly, they'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> like that's the thing. Yeah, that like, would take a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of, of work. preparation. It's just like when people like do these elaborate things for cheating. Like I see these things all the time, especially on Reddit, because I'm not on Reddit, but my feed is curated with like old ask Reddit posts. And it's like, what is the mm-hmm. most elaborate thing of cheating you've ever seen? And people will go like, out of their way to do these tactics and i'm like why don't you just go study <laughs> like, right oh like the like, amount the amount of people that are internet sleuths just because of curiosity rather than it being their work i'm i'm amazed at how how uh what's the word i'm looking for they're straight up detectives. I'm like, you guys should apply to be personal uh, private investigators <laughs> because honestly, what these people can find sometimes on the internet with their sleuth ability is crazy. But going back to the cheating thing that you're saying, yeah, the amount of things people will do to rather than just confronting the issue at hand, like trying to find some ways around it rather than just dealing with it is always going to be a, a it's going to be a great read for us, but <laughs> it's going to be a, a, a not the not the best. Um, not the best life for you. But uh, I did find the video. So if anybody is randomly interested in it, it is CNET, C-N-E-T. That's the, the YouTube page. And I pre-recorded myself in a video. I can't read. I pre-recorded <laughs> myself in video meetings for a week. Uh, and so that's on CNET if anybody wants to watch it. That was a video we were referencing. Um, but we started off with this topic last week, so it's understandable we're going to bring it into this week because, of course, uh, the U.S. isn't, isn't uh, their little coup isn't over. <laughs> um, so. Mm, Politics, mm, baby. Mm. So the date that I read on Parlor um, was actually January 20th, the day of the inauguration. And what was planned, if I'm sure most people have heard by now, is that in all 50 states, on Parler, they planned in all 50 states to have some sort of uprising. And they started just going off. Like, I, how stupid do you have to be to put all your plans for terrorist attacks online? I, I just, I don't get it. That's like, who, why, why, who, are you dumb? I don't, yes. I, who does no, that? No, that's, <laughs> yes, the answer is yes. 
Like, oh, oh good lord. This isn't, this isn't like March for Our Lives where you're putting a Facebook, like, event out and it's just saying, like, we're attending this because that's not, mm-hmm. that's a peaceful pro. Straight yeah, up. you have a right to protest. Yeah, I learned more about Parlor since you mentioned it last week than I mm-hmm. genuinely ever wanted to know. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you're just yeah. dumb. And the best thing is that Donald Trump's, like, banned from, like, Pinterest now. And it's like that is the funniest thing interest like just <laughs> hidden mega flags like what would you have done oh and well, you know he would have looked up baked goods he would have 100 looked up the fast foods that are dedicating like food related stuff to him like he would have been super excited to see his face in a cake like come on i wonder how many times he looks at his phone and goes to reach go onto twitter and then goes oh wait <laughs> That's funny. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. But yeah, in all seriousness, the amount of people that refuse to call this a terroristic attack is alarming. Terrorists aren't color specific. They're not religion specific. They're not culturally specific. They are literally trying to terrorize through political agenda the people they're around. Now, that is a very shitty definition of terrorism, so let me actually look it up, but... <laughs> but that's... The fact that you we even have to, like, say that is kind of, like, shocking. <laughs> like, it's, I, it is, scary. but it isn't. It's, it's shocking in the general sense, but it isn't with the year that we just had. So <laughs> that's kind of how I look to look at it. Fair enough, fair enough. So, the uh, terrorism, the unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against civilians in the pursuit of political aims. That is terrorism. There's no color, there's no culture, there's no national nationality. It is just that. So, these people are terrorists. I don't, I don't understand how much more difficult it is to understand. But yeah, the amount of people that are calling them misguided... Maybe I just That's, need to switch up what I listen to because I'm like I'm irritated. <laughs> it's just it's stupid. Like I I I genuinely don't understand what the fuck is wrong with people. <laughs> like come on, they are not misguided. They were trying to do a coup. The fact that AOC straight up thought she was going to die. A lot that of day, people there did. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. did. because people say it online like i can't say specifically if they threatened aoc um on parlor but they did threaten other people by name on there with violence and death one of the quotes let me tell you one of the quotes that were on there and this is a quote i got from the from the associated press's coverage of the cia or the fbi's memo about Mm -hmm. what is happening on january 20th so Oh, good Lord. This is the quote from Parler. Be ready to fight. Congress needs to hear the glass breaking, doors being kicked in, and blood for from their BLM and Pantifa slave soldiers spilled. Get violent. We want our president. We get our president or we die. Nothing, and that's in capital letters, else matters. Or nothing else will achieve this goal. Wow, I swear to God, guys, I can read. Just today's not a day. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, essentially, be ready to fight, blood will spill. Like, that's, I don't get how people can sit here and say this is misguided anger, there's there's truth on both sides, like, we need to, we need to meet people, we need to meet them where they're at. No, these are terrorists who are trying to overthrow the U.S. government. The exact same way people reacted to September 11th should be a similar way they're reacting now, solely for the fact that they're trying to destroy American 
politics or American democracy. So it's just, it's asinine to me that people really, really can't see that. Because normally I, I make it a point to listen, as we've said several times, listen to things from both sides, hear the perspective from, in this case, the, the left and the right, um, and just some of the rhetoric. Mm, 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 mm. I can't. No, I can't. Like, straight up, I was trying to watch some of the impeachment proceedings yesterday. And mm-hmm. as one of the Republicans came on as like five minutes after I had started and basically was like, you are ruining the freedom of speech for impeaching the press. I clicked off. I'm like, really? <laughs> really? Like, this isn't freedom of speech when they're trying to go kill people. This isn't a your right to pro like it is your right to protest because you have the right to be there you mm-hmm. do not have the right to storm the capital you do not have the right to go in and expect to be able to kill someone mm-hmm. like because your president didn't win because you're in president- a fair election i repeat he did not win in a fair election <laughs> so that's what um, it's just it's frustrating because like how many times can it be repeated how many times can you say it that this is not just Exactly. This is not right. This is not just. This isn't a both sides have kind of some some semblance of an argument. This is right and wrong. And what he did was wrong. And what they're doing is wrong. And we need to hold them accountable for it. The amount of people that are getting caught <laughs> being like, I got caught up in all the excitement. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm s- huh like you got caught up in the excitement and you want to apologize no sir you deserve to be held accountable for your actions freedom of speech doesn't does not absolve you of consequences it means you can talk shit about your government the way you have been <laughs> that's what that up, is straight up people need to stop thinking that the right are just hillbillies from like alabama because Preach. there was an olympian there wearing his mm-hmm. usa jacket mm-hmm. there was real estate agent there like Mm -hmm. these are people who have education absolutely have who have probably been to well most universities are pretty liberal leaning just from their Mm -hmm. because of education but most Mm -hmm. of them will have been educated in these kind of settings this they are not just hillbilly frank who lives in a trailer these can be millionaires they can be Mm -hmm. they can be your neighbor yeah they're people who have positions of power and that's that's the part that to me goes back to the world that we live in right now it's the social media era where everyone has constructed their own reality and because we live in echo chambers it's easy to believe that reality is fact and that's why you can see somebody like an olympian and a real estate agent somebody people that you would assume have not to, I don't want to be rude, but assume that they have better critical thinking skills just based on their uh, their their life experience, right? And because they're in echo chambers where they're continuously being told that they're right and being fed information by the algorithm to prove that they're right, just to keep them on these apps, I get it. I get why people are are believing that they are adamantly correct because it's like, where are you? What are you reading? I'm like, what are you reading? <laughs> because clearly, we're not reading the same thing. If if we see this situation this drastically different, uh, but the amount of people online that are angry about Trump being uh, banned from Twitter because of freedom of speech, going back to what you said before, is frankly hilarious. Because I'm like, yeah, people don't know what freedom of speech is. Twitter is a privately owned company. Facebook is a privately owned company. 
all these social media apps are privately owned. And when you sign up that user agreement that you decided to ignore instead of reading, it means that I can take you off the site whenever the F I want to. And that's exactly what they did. The world is censoring you. No, these apps that you choose not to pay for are censoring you. So go find somewhere else to talk. No one's stopping you from your ability to speak. Again, these it feels like it's rules. an 11th hour and it's kind of late for them to be doing it. It's better late than never, yeah, I'm yeah, 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 But that yeah, doesn't absolutely. mean that they shouldn't have done this like years ago. <laughs> oh, absolutely. They So much, this should have been happening truthfully. Trump should never have been able to even be president because he should have been locked up for being a pedophile, but that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> Not our problem, I guess. <laughs> mm. So it's it's just one of those things. There's a lot of shoulda, woulda, couldas, but nothing happened. So now we're in the 11th hour, the 11th minute, and we are screwed. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, interested to see how the impeachment proceedings are going to work. I'm very because... interested, too. You know how Trump has been impeached more times than Western football has lost the regular season games since 2016. So here's the thing. I th- that's hilarious. I think <laughs> I think he might actually be proud of his new title because a court as of yesterday, he is the first and only president to be impeached twice. Hey, that's a fact that you can run to the bank with, my dear. Or yeah. probably the jailhouse. That's probably where you're yeah. headed to next, to be honest. To be fair, he's, oh my God. he's um, declared bankruptcy more than he's been impeached. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that, that's funny. Oh, man. So, question, Sarah. Did you hear about this? Wow, apparently Variety doesn't want to open on my phone. Long story short, <laughs> uh, rap lyrics are now admissible in court as evidence. And I say rap lyrics, evidence not music. Crimes? Yes, evidence in court. And I say not music. I specifically am saying rap lyrics now are admissible in court as evidence. And I thought that was some racist BS. Because of course in the United States, most rappers are, guess what, black men. And are we surprised that they're trying to find another way to screw up uh, uh, someone's ability to be able to make money legitimately? No surprise there. But yeah, thoughts, Sarah. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so here's the thing is if they were saying like i'm gonna go fucking kill so and so and so and so seems to die like yeah I, I can see why that might be allowed but if it was just like normal shit like i'm gonna smoke but crack why and- why why is that <laughs> i love how you said that normal shit <laughs> you're gonna go smoke crack and well, that's normal stuff but no <laughs> See, the issue with me when with, when it comes to this is it's not an issue about rap lyrics. It's an issue about creativity and creative expression. We watch violent movies all the time. Not once do... Well, actually, that's a lie. We always try and blame violent movies and violent video games <laughs> yeah. for violent actions. But at the same time, we still have access to violent films and violent, movie, and violent um, video games. Right now, there are age restrictions. Just like in music, there's age restrictions with lyrics that you can and cannot listen to. There's explicit explicit versions and clean versions but this idea that rap lyrics specifically in the world of music and in entertainment as a whole are being used as a means to incite violence potentially in the courtroom like it's well i was interpreting it differently i was interpreting it that they were making they were censoring them because or like using them in court because a rapper specifically did something bad 
no and I well, can, okay it's, I can yes it's, it is for bad it is it, it is that way sorry i'm just i'm hyperbolizing where this could go but you are definitely correct in the fact that um it is specific to the individual so if i make a song saying <laughs> i'm gonna do x y and z and somehow i wind up in court that can be held against you the issue with me is it's not directly related to what you are doing so let's say you have a traffic violation and now you're in court oh well he has a prior for this and he has a traffic violation and he's a rapper who raps about x y and z this is what i'm scared about and that's what i'm like that's not okay like you can't use it it could be used as a means to uh to diminish somebody's character because it's like oh this is what you're talking about this is your character this is who you put yourself out there these are your lyrics right are they not your words and it's not fair that rap specifically is the only place you're not allowed to be creative like it's an expression like you're allowed to in music be just exist it should be a place where you can just express yourself you know yeah Yeah. and it's 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 like you never you would never never take a director like you would never Mm -hmm. take um michael bay and be like you make transformer explosion movies and this is why you should be accused of this crime. Like, uh, there's, there's mm-hmm. no correlation there. It'd be interesting to see them actually put that into so, practice. This is why it's an article, um, because it's, it is being put into practice. So the okay. whole reason why this started was there was a particular individual. Now, I will say this. <laughs> this situation in particular does not help the case that I have that this should not be a law. <laughs> okay. <laughs> However, I'm just speaking more of a general sense. Oh, good lord! I, when I read this, I'm just like, this is this this is stupidity in the making. But I, <laughs> I guess I can understand. Anywho, so long story short, uh, interaction happened between two people. One person got shot and they died. And the person that uh, there was a witness, and so they told and said, I'm pretty sure it was so and so that did it. They got caught up. They don't actually have proof other than a witness. And then this person decided to use the jailhouse phone <sighs> to make a rap. And of course, he decided to rap about killing the person. And of course, they're just like, well, if you're going to rap about it on the phone, hell yeah, we're going to convict you. And in that, like I said at the beginning of this, this situation does not help my argument. But the issue I have with this is now that they're able to use rap lyrics, because the issue wasn't they used lyrics, uh, the, the issue wasn't they used his voice on a phone. It, the, it was they're using rap lyrics, period. So if they allow rap lyrics in this instance to be the reason why they convict him, that means some some other time, some other place, somebody, they're setting the precedent that rap lyrics can be used against you. And that is what I'm most concerned about, the precedent. Because if they let this... If nobody, if they don't find a different way to convict him, it's going to tell other lawyers that, hey, this is a way that you can find, you can diminish somebody's character. This is a way that you can find um, out other information that's irrelevant to the necessary case at hand to try and paint them to be somebody different than who they actually are. This is a way to censor somebody's expressive creative creativity. So for me, it's the precedent that it sets. The story itself, hell yeah. Don't rap on the goddamn <laughs> phone about the crime that you're in, bro. Especially on the jail phone. Like it's, that's it's, just so. <laughs> I think it's because they consider it a confession in a sense. Where yes, the, but that's. But, but they can't they, see them. No, I can't see them ever like using like Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp a Butterfly" and um, but, convicting Kendrick of a crime because of the lyrics. But that's the thing. It's one of. 
Well, here, there's one thing actually in Kendrick's song, now that you said Pimp a Butterfly, um, I'm, it's on Good Kid Mad City. I'm pretty sure it's the title track, actually, Good Kid Mad City. I have to double check. But um, there is literally a line where he puts a blank, uh, like a, uh, um, not a blank, uh, what's that? Like a sensor over the name. So you, yeah. a bleep. There you go. Yeah. He puts a bleep because he's like, I, I saw a dead body and I'm pretty sure bleep did it. Now, let's say a scenario where he was in court for whatever reason and, um, somebody wanted to use something like like it's just what you say in a song shouldn't be used against you like that i just don't yeah. think that especially in rap lyrics like it's not fair that it's just rap lyrics if you want to do lyrics as a whole okay fine i'd still argue that it's hindering creative expression but i fine but why is it specific to rap lyrics that's the thing that pisses yeah. me off that's the thing i was like i don't that i it's blatantly racism to me to be honest with you or blatantly racist to me to be honest with you because I don't see any other reason. I don't see any other group being targeted other than black men. That's that's yeah. why I was just like, I don't like the precedent that it's setting. And with the U.S. as it is, it's no surprise if they're finding another way to to, to screw over black people. So I'm just like, eh, not <laughs> not a fan. Not a yeah, fan. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I just don't understand using any form of that creative expression to mm-hmm. charge someone of a crime. Yeah, because I'm like, oof. Like, if you're not doing criminal actions with mm-hmm. the lyrics of the song or fucking making one of the jail cell phone, <laughs> that's just, oh. that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't really see it, why it needs to be used as evidence in court. Yeah, it, if you want to use lyrics, fine, but don't specify rap lyrics. Make it about music yeah. as a whole and general. holding people account. Exactly, making it about holding people accountable for the words that they say, but don't specify it to a genre. You're just being an, a not so nice person. I'm trying not to cuss <laughs> too too much. <laughs> Oops. Oh, uh, <laughs> girl, I've I've given up. Don't worry. You you do you. If I'm okay. I, when I get to get go, I will start bleeping. As of right now, hey, let, we'll let the X <laughs> fly. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> oh man i feel like all we did this entire episode is complain and talk about like terrible stuff so sarah what's one positive thing that you would like to bring into this world right now just a positive experience a saying maybe a book anything you would like to share that bring positivity in some capacity (laughs) her face her face ladies and gentlemen is absolutely hilarious right now (laughs) uh oh well, I'm in a Harry Potter English course right now. Ooh, okay. What's that about? Basically, you read all of Harry Potter, in- mm-hmm. and then additionally, you read the book Thief, which is my mm-hmm. absolute favorite book of all time, and 1984. Ooh, okay. And you analyze it. So originally, there was a lot of traction when the course first came out, like seven years mm-hmm. ago, because people are like, why this is this a bird course? Why are you analyzing children's like this kind of children's literature especially popular children's literature and mm-hmm. it's like there's a lot of actual hidden meanings in the books that you might not get and I'm a huge huge fan of Harry Potter like my parents can tell you the absolute most <laughs> that I am a big fan of Harry Potter like my, my mom used to I started reading the books when I was six my mom would read them to me and actually do the voices of the characters. So have you mm. have you seen Harry Potter? Like I've you... read 
half I'm halfway through the books and I want to finish them first because I started them off when I was a kid but I'm halfway through and then when I do I'll watch all the movies okay so you but you'll know like Dobby and stuff right yeah like I, I yeah. know about it yeah so my mom would actually do the voices of like Dobby Moaning Myrtle Snape and stuff like that wow. so like to me I just think like this like put JK Rowling aside for a second like we're gonna separate the art from the artist for a second these <laughs> books are absolutely phenomenal I'm so excited for this course like I'm I'm absolutely pumped it's it's a break from me having to deal with like neoliberalism and capitalism and Marxism I can just read like literally this course's syllabus has eight of my nine top books of all time like Harry Potter is my absolute <laughs> favorite series of all time and the book thief is my actual favorite book of all time well, I'm glad that you get that. See, that's what I mean. It's positive energy you're putting out into this world. I'm glad that you have that, Sarah. That is actually very, very nice. <laughs> one thing. I could think of one positive thing. <laughs> oh, man. But that is nice. It is nice to have just that one positive thing to look forward to, especially in this case, if it's a course. I'm, I, I'm assuming it's at least weekly. So each week yeah. you have something nice to look forward to where you're like, oh, God, I can forget about this BS life. So... The only bad thing is that it's Wednesday, 6.30 days. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, you it's a rough time. time. Yeah, in the middle of the week, at the end of the evening, that's never, that's never fun. But I hey, was just trying to, I was watching the hockey you. game. I was watching the hockey game at the same time because my prof <laughs> made it that it was like, so she was online and you were doing forum posts for those two hours. So every 15 mm -hmm. minutes she posts a question in the forum and to get marks, you'd have to like participate in them. Like it would count as like mm -hmm. attendance in a sense. And then obviously contribution. So I would have mm -hmm. the hockey, the Maple Leafs game while in the background while I was just sitting there doing my homework. I was <laughs> like, oh, this is the life, hey? This is just what our life has come to. Oh man. You know what I've realized? Um, so much of what we're doing is basically exactly like you said, what our lives are going to come to because so much of our life is going to be just working from home while we're simultaneously watching a hockey game, a YouTube video, doing something else because <laughs> we're going to stay locked in if you don't wear your masks, guys. But oh. I have to repeat this every podcast, but it feels like we need to just the more that... <laughs> uh. <laughs> you would think, you would think we would just, I could, I could end it at just wear your masks, stay safe, social distance, but no, 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 no. I'm just gonna yell at everybody now. <laughs> <sighs> Speaking of positivity, I have nothing to contribute, so we'll just use yours. <laughs> well, that's a Yay. <laughs> oh man, I guess the positive thing that I, I will say is looking forward to this podcast. It's one time where I know I can just, oh. you know, complain into a mic and pretend people care about what I have to say. <laughs> I mean, if you have some listeners, someone oh, man. must I mean, be. hopefully, hopefully I entertain you in some capacity during this very trying time, guys. Um, otherwise, I... It's entertaining <laughs> to me. Okay, good. I entertained one person. I'm happy. Done. Done and done. I've done it <laughs> once. It's all good. On that note, wear your mask, social distance, believe science, educate yourselves, and hopefully we'll be outside in 2021, but more likely than none. Here's to 2022. <laughs> you can find me back here at this podcast for sure. That's the one place you know for sure where you'll find me. Not outside, but behind this mic. Um, you can check out Sarah at... Sarah K. Wallace7 on Twitter. <laughs> and you can find me just here because you're not getting that close. Uh <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, oh, then man. that's a start. I mean, <laughs> on that note, I'm just kidding. You guys are all great. I love you all. Have a wonderful day, morning, evening. And I will see you all next week.